Jeremiah chapter 8, beginning in verse 18, if you have your Bibles. And I won't be putting it on the screen this morning, so you've you got to have your printed copy or your phone on your digital Bible. Um, but we're going to be in Jeremiah chapter 8, starting in verse 18. And a lot of us are going to be able to relate to this, um, because while there are things that are enjoyable about right now, and there are things that are fun, there are also things that are hard about right now. And we don't want to just gloss over that and pretend like everything's okay and that nothing's wrong. Uh, because this is a very hard time for our world right now. It's hard for us and we're just waiting for things to come that most of us don't personally know people who have been sick yet. Um, but uh, that day is probably coming and we have to be realistic about that. In one week, the cases of COVID-19 double. Now, we don't know if they actually doubled or if that's just the number that were tested. And so now that people are being tested, they doubled. But according to the World Health Organization, the cases went from about 150,000 to, according to the Wall Street Journal this morning, uh, over 310,000 confirmed cases now. And so um, what, what we want to do is be real that there is terrible things happening in our world right now. But we also need to be real in that for those of us who know Christ, our hope and our joy are found in Him. And we can, all the things that we've been taught our whole life about how to love God and how to serve Him, we can put those things into action right now. There is no better time than in the midst of craziness and in the midst of suffering to show that your faith is genuine and your faith is real. And so let's, let's look at what Jeremiah says. Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 18. Uh, he says, My joy has flown away. Grief has settled on me. My heart is sick. There's probably a lot of you listening right now who feel something similar to that. Maybe you feel cabin fever. You feel cooped up. Cabin fever is when you're kind of stuck inside and so you're just ready to get out. And, you, you, and so... Um, that is definitely me. That's definitely you. And so... When we read, my joy has flown away, grief has settled on me, and my heart is sick, there's a lot of us that can relate to that right now. But look at verse 19. Listen, the cry of my dear people from a faraway land, is the Lord no longer in Zion? Listen to what they're saying. They're, they're asking, where is God in this? And how many people are asking that right now? I mean, we can hear things like that on the news right now. Where is God in this? Is there a God? Some people are probably asking. And so... These are legitimate questions in a day like this. Now, I hope that we have a happy answer that we'll get to at the end of this, but it's a legitimate question. Is the Lord no longer in Zion, her king not within her? Why have they angered me? So this, that was a quote that I just read. That was a quote from um, God's people. And now listen to what God says. Why have they angered me with their carved images? with their worthless foreign idols. He's saying they've been worshiping other gods. They've been doing these things. We've, if you were just now hearing about Jeremiah and you haven't been following along with this through this series, these people were not just worshiping other gods. They were sacrificing children to, to false gods. They Goodness. were doing incredibly terrible thing, things uh, in the name of religion. And, and then they would do these terrible things and then come to the temple of the Lord to church and say, oh, you know, it's okay, we're God's people, he'll forgive us, 
And there's a lot of people who do that right now. And so God's not happy with them. They're saying, where is he? And he's saying, you, you've separated us. God, God's still here. You've separated us. And now, I want to be clear here. I'm not saying that COVID-19 is, is caused by God's anger. I don't know. I don't have enough wisdom. I have no spiritual insight into that. Uh, can sickness and pain be caused by our sins? Absolutely. In, in essence... There would be no sickness and pain if it wasn't for our sins because we would still be living in a paradise like Eden. Um, so in, in general, yes. And specifically, can our sins uh, cause us to get sick? It seems like in the Bible that the answer to that is yes. But does that mean that every time we get sick or every time we experience suffering that it's because of something we did? No, that's not the case, and except for generally sinning. Um, if that was the case, it can't be the case because Jesus was perfect. And while we don't have any record of him being sick, but that seems like God kept him from getting sick um, so that because his time was appointed on the cross. He, he had to die a certain way, not from being sick. Um, but we also see Jesus had to suffer a lot. In our family time, last night, uh, two nights ago, we, we saw the crucifixion of Jesus when we're, we're having our family devotion. <clears throat> and um, in, in that, we saw what Jesus had to go through for us. And so we can't say that all bad things that happen to us are because of our sin, because bad things happen to Jesus, and he never sinned. And so I don't know why all this is happening. I don't have those answers. I, I wish I, I did, maybe. I don't know. I'd get a lot of phone calls if I did. <laughs> um, but... I, I wish I understood what was going on, but I don't understand what's going on. Here's what I understand is that there's a pandemic going across the world that uh, we didn't take it seriously enough in the beginning. And there, there have been people warning about this for years, but uh, people genuinely warn about terrible end of the world stuff and, and it hasn't happened, so we weren't listening. And now we're responding the best we can. I hope that we all are. I hope our government and other governments are. Uh, I hope that we're doing what's necessary to help end this as quickly as possible. But this is happening. And I don't know why it's happening, but this is the situation we find ourselves in. And here's what I know. I, don't, I, I can tell you what I don't know. I don't know why this is happening. I don't know why 300,000 people in our world have been sick. I don't know why so many have died and why they're suffering so severely with this sickness. I don't know any of that. But I can tell you what I do know. I can tell you that God is still on the throne. And I can tell you that for me and, and Rose and John Michael, we have given our lives to him. We are committed to serving him whether things are going well or whether things are going terribly. We are committed to loving him and serving him. And I trust in him right now. And so I, I don't want to get, I don't want to spoil the ending of this. So let's, let's read a few more verses. Verse 20. Harvest has passed. Summer has ended. But we have not been saved. So these are the people talking again. Harvest has passed. Summer has ended. But we have not been saved. This could be Jeremiah talking to God, having this conversation with him. But there's been a long time. The harvest in the summer, I mean, we're talking a long time. What's the harvest in the summer? Well, you know what the summer is. Yeah. And the harvest is where the I farmers know, cut their I crops. It means it's been. It seems like if harvest is the same time there as it was in our land, and I should know this, but um, then that's a that's a, like a year. That's a long time. But we have not been saved. 
Verse 21, I am broken, this is Jeremiah speaking, I am broken by the brokenness of my dear people. God has been punishing them. God has put them through a lot. And Jeremiah is broken because of what he sees his people going through. So earlier I said that it's appropriate for us yeah, it's okay. Uh, John, he's used to when we do this, when we're studying the Bible, he can a ask any questions he wants. And and, we'll, and if you have questions, I'm going to let you ask them at the end, okay? Um, but when I'm preaching, I, we usually don't stop for questions. But if you have any questions, you, you, you keep them. Okay. Um, so, it, it, at first I said it's appropriate for us to be upset during a time like this. It only makes sense. We mourn with those who mourn. There are a lot of people mourning right now, right? And of course we rejoice with those who rejoice also. We keep hope, which we're going to talk about. But it's appropriate for us to be a little scared in a, in a concerned way, not in a fearful way. Um, it's appropriate for us to see the brokenness of the people around us and for that to make us feel broken. If, if we don't feel compassion or empathy uh, for the people around us who are suffering, then that's not a good sign. Uh, we should have compassion. In fact, like right now, we have Miss Geraldine's in the hospital, mm -hmm. and wh whether there was this COVID nineteen or not, um, she would be in the hospital, and we would be concerned for her, and we would be care for her uh, because of what she's going through. And so, I I'm going to pray for Miss Geraldine right now, and then we'll get back to our sermon. Lord, I pray that you would just bless Miss Geraldine right now. I know she's looking for some answers about her health, and I know that times like that can be scary. And Lord, we don't like to see our friends hurting. We don't like to see our friends suffering. And I got several text messages about Miss Geraldine just last night. And so I know that there are people who are concerned about her and love her. And so we just pray that you would bless her, that you would heal her, and that you would help her through these difficult days. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, we've had people continuing to have surgery and continuing uh, to go through uh, other illnesses and sicknesses. And... In, in general, we should have compassion for those people. Mm -hmm. But right now, when we look around us and we see a world that's panicking, when we see a world that's in chaos, we should have compassion and empathy for people who are suffering right now. And so it's understandable for Jeremiah to say, I am broken by the brokenness of my dear people. I just have to pause and say, it's not cool that we're going through all this, but it's really cool that we started Jeremiah weeks and weeks ago. Mm -hmm. And here we are on something that's already been scheduled and already been prepared um, and on this first Sunday that we're apart. Uh, I, I'm, I'm broken by the brokenness of my dear people. I mourn. Horror has taken hold of me. Now, I'm not saying that Jeremiah should lose all faith and lose all hope. He is known as the weeping prophet, so if it seems like he's being a little emotional here, um, it might have been appropriate for him to be so, yeah. but even Jeremiah still had to put his trust and faith in the Lord. And as we've already seen, when we get toward the end of the letter, there are times, like when he's talking to Barak, or Beirut, I know different people pronounce it a different way, but when he's talking to Barak, uh, he's telling him, hey, you've got to trust the Lord. You've got to be faithful. And so we see the growth that takes place in Jeremiah just during his ministry. Uh, but here, he's, he is afraid. Horror has taken hold of me. And then look at verse 22. We're not going to go all the way into chapter 9. Chapter 9 is more about exactly what God has against them and more of Jeremiah saying that my tears are like a spring flowing from a fountain, which means there's a lot of them. Um, 
but I, we're going to end with this question, and, and I'm going to give a New Testament answer to an Old Testament question, okay? Here's what Jeremiah asked. Wait, they had to wait for a long time. <laughs> well, God gave them some answers later in Jeremiah, and we'll get to that, but I'm going to give you the New Testament answer uh, to this, which plays completely into all of this. Verse 22, is there no bomb in Gilead? Is there no physician there? So why has the healing of my dear people not come about? All right, I'm going to read that one more time. Is there no bomb in Gilead? The bomb in Gilead was, it was like almost like a perfume an ointment type thing that did have some medicinal purposes. And so he's saying, we're all sick. We're all in pain. Where is the bomb of Gilead? Where, what is going to help us? And then he says, is there no physician there? And we're literally needing physicians right now, right? And we're so thankful for all the healthcare professionals who are risking their lives and working so hard and being so amazing. We love you guys. Our family has been praying for you every single night, and we will pray for you. We will continue to pray for you. Um, and then it says, so why has the healing of my dear people not come about? Well, the answer is, is that they were continuing in their sin. They were not repenting. They, they as if you keep reading Jeremiah, um, they, and by the way, what a great time to read your Bible. Mm -hmm. uh, we have plenty of time at home. I encourage you to do so. If, if you've never read the Bible and you want to know where to start, I encourage you to, to go to the Gospel of John or go to Matthew or, you know, one of the New, New Testament Gospels that gives the story of Jesus' life. But in this case, in Jeremiah, we've, as we continue, Jeremiah's question is answered. The reason that there is no bomb in Gilead uh, is because the people continue in their sin and they don't turn to God for help. They don't turn to God to repent, to turn from their sins. And so this can be an incredible reminder right now. Everything in life is changing. Everything is going to be different for a while. And I would love to say we, we've only committed to church being canceled next week. That was when we met at this time last week. But I think it's going to be longer than that. I think everything is going to be slowing down. The governor has said that he expects the peak of this, the governor of Arkansas, we're here in Arkansas, uh, the governor has said that he expects the peak of this to occur in six to eight weeks. That means that things are, are only going to get worse for six to eight weeks, according to the governor and his, uh, the professionals. That's the way we all feel, buddy. <laughs> but that's the bad news. So is there no bomb in Gilead? Yes. <laughs> There's bomb in Gilead. His name is Jesus. Jesus is... The healing power. How you know why those people didn't have healing? Because there's they kept continued in their sin, and their sins couldn't be forgiven. Um, they would they could keep offering sacrifices and keep offering sacrifices, but God has already told them in Jeremiah and in many other places when they're living disobedient lives that He doesn't want their sacrifices. The sacrifices of God are a right heart, a contrite heart, and 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 a right spirit, and so. We have to make sure that during these days, when we're looking for hope, when we're looking for help, that we're turning to God because God has help to offer. For those of you who are already Christians who have put your faith in Jesus, then you can know that your sins are forgiven. You can know that, um, that He is able to help you through this time. You can turn to Him for help and, and for hope. And how do you know He loves you? When, when the world is falling apart, when all these bad things are happening, how can we be sure that God is for us? 
And the reason that we can be sure is because he's proven it. He's proven that he's for us by coming to this earth. And John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Meaning that Jesus existed for eternity with God. He's, he is God, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity. Um, that's another sermon for another day. Uh, but, but they had a plan. Before they even created man, before the coronavirus even became a thing, any of the coronaviruses, but COVID-19 <laughs> became a thing, um, he knew that if he created us, that and he created us for a relationship with him, that we would rebel against him. We would rebel against that relationship. And that that would cause, that sin, us rebelling, us not doing what God desires, would cause a separation between man and God. We see that separation in full effect in Jeremiah. We can look around us and we can see that separation today between God and a lot of people. But God had a plan that Jesus would be born as a human, and we see that happening in the New Testament and the Gospels, and that he would grow into a man who never sinned, who never did wrong, and who did not deserve any kind of punishment. He didn't deserve death. He, he deserved, deserved nothing but glory and honor and praises and good things and gifts and blessings and all of that. And yet what he got was a cross. And he didn't get that cross because he deserved it. He got that cross so that he could forgive us of our sins. He got that cross because it was, a, it was punishment that we deserved. And he took it willingly for us. And so, is there no bomb in Gilead? Oh, there's a bomb. And it's Jesus. Is Jesus the bomb? I'm sorry. Bad joke. <laughs> bad joke. But the bomb of Gilead is Jesus. Jesus is able to heal us, to forgive us, to help us. And sure, sometimes that's physical. Does God have the power to stop this virus right now? Absolutely. But what we see throughout history a lot of times is that he continues with natural processes and lets his people pray, lets his people cry out. And so let's cry out to God to, to stop this virus and to stop the disease that's going around. But it is very possible that, not possible, I believe this to be true, that God is using this bad stuff, that God is using this disease and this death and this sickness that God hates, but he's using it for his glory. He's using it to get your attention. He's using it, for those of you who are Christians, it's time to reevaluate how we've been doing church and how we've been doing life. We know this to be true. We already knew this to be true. I've been saying that since I arrived here over three years ago. And so how should we be doing things differently? I mean, we take for granted, I'll just go visit so-and-so next week or next month. And now look, we can't visit them. And it, it, it's, it's hard. The, the things we should have done before all this started, we can make a long list of it. But we can't change any of that. What we can change is where we're going from now and how we can uh, change things now. So if you're a Christian listening to this, then how can you honor God right now? First, you can repent. The people of, of Judah, it, it, there in, in Jeremiah, they were not willing to repent. But we can repent. And so take a moment to ask God to forgive you of your sins. If you're not sure what your sins are, ask him to reveal them because he will. And then, um, in addition to asking God to forgive you of your sins, you can, um, if you're a Christian, you can ask God, how can I serve you right now? How can I serve others? How can I bring joy to others? Uh, for our family, we've been doing a few things like 
uh, uh, recording our family time at night, doing that through Facebook Live and putting it on our website and everything. Um, but we've also taken people food. Uh, we, when we go to a restaurant, we just got an extra meal and took it to someone, things like that. We plan on next week. Do Rose is calling it Corona Caroling. I don't know if that is, COVID Caroling. Oh, COVID Caroling, where we're gonna go to people's yards and we're just gonna sing some um, hymns or some verses or something like that, uh, some choruses, I should say, something this, like this that. This is your chance to you Christmas crazy people to get your Christmas carols in in March. <laughs> and and we're gonna stand very far from their door. We're not even gonna knock on the door. We're gonna call people and say we're in your front yard. Open your door, and then we'll we'll be sing. There's our family singing them songs. Um, there are so many creative ways that you can serve people and love people. Now is an opportunity to do that. And for those of you who do not do not have a relationship with Jesus, you don't have to wait anymore. If if there is ever a time that we can see that it's important to get right with God, right now is that time for us. Um, we want to make sure that we are right with Him. And he has done his part. He has died for us. He has offered salvation to anyone who will call on his name. And if he draws you in faith, you respond. You respond to him and you ask him to save you. And, and then tell your friends. Tell your friends about Jesus. Because there's a lot of people right now who need to know truth and need to know him. Mm -hmm. And I could just tell you, I could tell you what scripture says and that's why we preach sermons every Sunday morning. I could tell you uh, in depth what the Bible says about salvation as I've been trying to enunciate in this video or this Facebook live stream um, and, and I can also tell you personally that I look at my life all the time and I think about is it hard absolutely like there have been so many hard things going on um, as many of you know I've got this autoimmune disease Hashimoto's disease and it has just been it's been very hard some days to even get out of bed uh, because of my physical health. But we keep going. And is this hard? Yes, it's hard. My kids have made me want to pull my hair out, and I don't even have any several times this week. Um, and, you know, we're, we're stressed. There are hard times. Yes, there are hard days. But God is good, and I'm so glad I have him. And I look around me all the time, and I cannot even, I know I don't deserve all the blessings he's given me. Um, financially, sure, our family is stable and good. Um, we have food in our cabinets. We're not suffering, so it's easy for me to say that financially, but even not financially. And there have been times in our lives where we've been extremely poor, and our joy is still in Christ in those times. And But we look around us right now, and, and we're so grateful that we have Jesus. It doesn't matter how bad things get. It doesn't matter how much suffering there is. It matters in the sense that it's going to be hard and I don't want it to happen. I, don't, I, I just want it to get better, not worse. But what I do know is that my hope is not in our physical standing in this world. Our hope is in Jesus. Our hope is in the balm of Gilead. That is our hope, Jesus. And so I just want to encourage you, if, if you're listening to this, yeah, these, there are challenging days ahead, but our hope is in Jesus. He, he knows what he's doing. In fact, in Jeremiah, he says that he has put his people over the fire and he is testing them. If you continue reading in chapter 9, you'll see some of that stuff. That our hope is in Christ, the balm of Gilead, the, the one who can heal our, our needs, and our hope is in Jesus. And, and our hope is not in physical healing. Our hope is in spiritual healing. 
Our hope is in who he has created us to be. I want to know more of, of how the, why God created me to live in a day where this is occurring. And how can he use me during this for his glory? Those are questions we should all be asking. I'm going to pray. And then if you guys have some, some questions or comments, we're going to try to look at those. Um, we might not have seen some if you were talking, if you made comments while we were, uh, while I was preaching. Um, but I do want to encourage you, um, put your hope in Jesus. Let's, let's pray. Lord, we love you. And I just pray that you would help all of us. Let's see where you want to reconnect. There's something going on. Um... I just want to uh, pray that you would help all of us to put our hope in you and that you, we, wouldn't, we would turn from our sins, we would turn toward you, that we would ask you to forgive us of the things, the wrongs that we have done, and we would ask you to save us if we don't already have a relationship with you. And for those of us who have a relationship with you, help us to obey you and to show your love better than we've ever shown it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I've seen a lot of you commenting. Uh, Rose just pointed something out that there's something wrong with the feed and things like that. But this is common in Facebook Live. This happens sometimes. Um, when this is all over and, uh, and you are playing it back, it should be normal. We'll see. But, you know, technical difficulties. This is the world we live in right now. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll see. Right. Folks are saying we're back now. Yeah, and so it, it's probably it's probably just a Facebook Live glitch, but that's okay. That happens. There's probably a million pastors on Facebook Live right now trying to talk to their people, mm -hmm. and so no matter what uh, the program or or website we would be using, we would probably be experiencing some of these things um, on a Sunday morning in our time zone, and so uh, but as we play it back, those glitches shouldn't even be there. Again, I don't know for sure, but that's how it usually works if you're if you're not familiar with Facebook Live. Um, it, all right, any couple of comments um, on things that people are doing. Joy mm -hmm. Jolly said Harper is painting pictures. She's adding scripture verses to them, and they're going to send them to Pink Bud Nursing Home. Um, let's see here. Spray, Amber, up, spray them with Lysol before you send them <laughs> to the nursing home. Amber said, love this. Bella sent 15 encouragement cards to Fianna Hills Nursing Home. Um, a lot of Good people, job. Hey, a lot Harper of people say they like COVID caroling. <laughs> COVID caroling. <laughs> well, if y'all see us in the yard, go to another yard. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tia Broderick says, praying for the church family at Mansfield FBC. Gary Morgan said, he's praying for all of us. Uh, Nick, Mr. Jimmy, uh, quoted Nick Floyd this morning. He said, Joy is not the absence of suffering, but the presence of the Lord. Amen. Mm -hmm. Well, um, <laughs> as you guys are commenting, if, if for those of you live streaming who need to go, we're going to talk about church family things now. Uh, if, if Anybody's welcome to stay in and hang out and talk, um, but we are going to transition to talking about what are the plans for our church and what do we need to be doing and things like that. And so uh, you guys can feel free to go ahead and disconnect if you want. And if you want to share this later, once the live stream is over, then feel free to share this video with people. I will put it on the church website, um, and it, it'll be available there. Uh, and it won't be available through podcasting, 
um, unless I could figure out how to change the video to audio. Um, but it, it's available. It'll be available to watch. Uh, any other comments before we start? Okay, so where are we headed as a church? Um, these are new days, and I know that there are a lot of you who are not tech savvy. <laughs> a lot of us are not tech savvy, uh, and I know that there are, are a lot of you who do not prefer to talk on the phone or to communicate through video or like FaceTime or something like that. Um, but we have to put our preferences aside now um, because it, in many states, they don't have the, the, cho the choice isn't even, isn't even put in their hands about what they can and cannot do right now. And that might come to Arkansas. We hope it doesn't. The governor said that he doesn't see the benefit in it. And so, uh, but to be smart, we should be separated right now. And so how are we going to communicate? How are we going to be the church? Not just preaching a sermon on Facebook Live, um, but how are we going to communi communicate? And so I, I want to encourage all of you, if you have a computer, a smartphone, a tablet, you're watching this, I'm assuming you have something, um, to, to go to zoom.us and download the Zoom uh, app. Now, on your computer, um, you might just be able to do it through a browser, uh, but you might have to go to your app store depending on what tablet or phone you have um, but it's a zoom conferencing app it's zoom.us you'll find links to everything you need there um, but we have been using that in the past week rose and i taught a lot of people how to use it and we weren't using it regularly before <laughs> that but we have been having to use things like that this week for me any kind of meetings i've been in it's been great um, right now if you have the free version of the app, you can invite 40 people into a group. Now that sounds like a lot and it sounds crazy. It is. We'll talk about it in just a moment. Um, but as a church, we might get the paid version um, as we see how many people are actually going to be using this app if we need the paid version because we realize that when we're doing something like Zoom, um, that we might only need one, one device per family to be connected. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's. I know that there are some of you right now who said that you're going to get together with your family and watch this this morning. And so we might, we we don't need uh, access for every single church member, is what I'm saying. Just for at least one per household. And so, what Zoom is is this: um, you can see me talking to you right now. I can't see you talking to me. And so in Zoom, we can see one another. And it's it's like FaceTime or Google Hangouts, if you're familiar with some of those apps, Skype, things like that, except it's a conferencing tool. And so there can be many people in there at the same time. And there, you do have to get it set up. There are some settings that are different on different phones, but Rose and I have helped so many people on so many different devices this week that I'm pretty sure we can help walk you through it if you need help. So why am I encouraging you to download this? Well. Um, tell them about your Sunday school class this morning. So this morning I was able to have my Sunday school class with, I think there were nine of us ladies in there. And even though we couldn't see each other face to face, we could continue on in the Bible study that we've been in. Um, I know for me since the beginning of the year, but for those ladies, they've been in it longer. I've just been in a different class. Um, and I'm just remembering, guys, I'm sorry. I'm just remembering I need to speak up. So, um... But this morning, even though we weren't able to be together face-to-face, -to -face, we were able to be face-to-face -face through Zoom, and we got to go through God's Word together. We got to see each other's faces. We got to encourage each other. 
and we got to be connected and that's something after one week in I'll say quarantine um, it's been really difficult not to see my friends and family members um, in person I need that connection I need to be able to see those ladies and check in with them and um, we were able to do that and worship together this morning even though we're not at the church we're still able to be the church and this is just a tool to enable us to do that absolutely and the church was never a building right um, in the Old Testament they they thought that, you know we've just studied recently in Jeremiah they kept saying you know their hope was uh, in the temple of the Lord the temple of the Lord the temple of the Lord they said it three times and the reality, or Jeremiah said it three times, the reality is, is that um, at, in, the, in the New Testament, this is very obvious, that the church, we are the church. The people of God are the church. The body of Christ is the church. The body of Christ being all Christians, being connected, working together. And in, in the New Testament, locally, we do see local churches like ours. That's the common thing we see. There were people locally gathering together, and they were gathering in homes, and they were doing this, and they were doing that. And we've been limited to uh, gatherings of 10. And so, and I know I've heard from so many of you who don't even want to be around a gathering of 10. And I completely understand that. Um, our family feels the same way. Of course, you know, I, I don't want to get others sick is my main thing, the people who, who might suffer. And even that, in the last week, we found out that um, younger people are suffering much worse with this than we thought originally that they were. Um, they're not dying at the same rate, but they are suffering. So we want to do everything we can to uh, keep you guys healthy. And it, I would rather be seen as someone who is overreacting yeah. and, and have that perception and, and be sparing people's lives from sickness and things like that then later be seen as someone who didn't care mm -hmm. and didn't care about the community enough to not meet and didn't care about the community enough to listen to experts when they're saying we should be practicing physical distancing. And, um, and I want to be seen as someone who, who loves enough to serve in creative ways, to figure out ways to help each other and love each other like Harper and Bella and our kids and, and others are doing where they're sending letters to nursing homes where they're doing different things I want us to be able to be the church together mm -hmm. but I also do want to see you guys I, and I miss y'all I miss getting to be with you and and zoom will allow us to at least see one another even though it's on a screen and talk and our family has experience in this kind of thing a lot because we don't get to see our families that often and um, I have a brother in Hawaii a brother in San Antonio it is so good to be able to see their faces. I remember when my brother Chris, um, when he was in, deployed to Iraq and Afghanistan, when he was first deployed to Iraq, when I mean right after 9-11 when they deployed, he was in that first surge that went in. Um, we didn't hear from him for months and months and months. And technology is not that way anymore. The last time that he was overseas um, deployed, we were able to see and talk to him all the time through uh, Facebook and things like that and, and uh, FaceTime. And so we can see one another. It's just going to take some work. So we want you to download Zoom, which is zoom.us, or go to the app store on your phone and search for Zoom. And it, it has a little camera. Um, it, and if you need help, 
just contact me and Rose. Now, I will tell you that we've been helping so many people that we're going to, the people we've taught how to use Zoom, we're going to uh, recruit them to help us teach others how to use it. And so we will give you a tutorial, okay? You, a, a really great thing to do is to go on YouTube and just uh, type in Zoom tutorial. And there will be video tutorials of someone showing you how to <clears throat> use Zoom. Uh, if you put in Zoom tutorial 4 and you, whatever your device is, if you've got an Apple computer or a, a Galaxy phone or whatever you have, <clears throat> then I encourage you, I'm good, thank you. Uh, I encourage you to, to search that on YouTube and for a tutorial. Uh, Sunday school teachers, uh, make phone calls, write letters, use Zoom, do whatever you have to do to reach out to your people and make sure that you, they know that you love them right now. Um, the, it, it, just because you're at home doesn't mean that you don't have things that you can do. Right. I've been busier this week than most weeks. And, and that's saying something. Yeah, and, <laughs> right, so that's saying something. And and so, but there are so many people that you can call. There's so many people you can talk to. And I'm, and I'm just going to be honest with you guys. My entire life, I've despised being on the phone. I don't like being on the phone. It is not something I enjoy. But it's something I want to do now because I want to show people I love them. And if I can't see them face to face, if I can't go meet them somewhere... Uh, or meet them in the office, or meet them in my home, then I want to see them. And so, or I want to hear their voice, or whatever the case might be. So reach out to people. Uh, so what does this mean for our church? What does the schedule look like? Well, right now, um, our church has technically only committed to not meeting for one more Wednesday night and one more Sunday morning and Sunday night uh, this coming week. But I think that's going to be extended. Um, I, that's going to be my recommendation um, but we are, every, things are, are advancing so quickly and we're learning so much more every day that there's no need to jump to a decision yet. Uh, but we're going to listen to the governing officials. We're going to be smart and, and do what they t tell us to. Now, let me be clear here. If the governing officials were persecuting us, then we would listen to what God desires above what the governing officials desires because what they want and what God wants would not line up. But I don't believe that that's what's happening. I believe that the, that the government is trying to protect us and that God is using our government right now to give us uh, truth. And it might be coming slow, but it's coming um, to tell us what we need to be doing to take in the precautions that we need to take. And I, this is my personal opinion. Not everybody shares this opinion. And I have told people this, and I, you can ask Rose. It's been a really hard week for me because I've told a lot of people my opinions, and now people have come around. But a couple of weeks ago when I was telling people my opinions, there were some people who disagreed, and they were giving grief. And if you're watching, I love you. I'm not mad at you. I understand <laughs> where you're coming from. Um, but uh, now I just want to make sure that uh, if our government is not telling us something that goes against what God has said, which I don't think they are, because you could say, well, what about... The gathering of the saints. We shouldn't neglect that. Well, we have a way to gather now. Mm -hmm. And this isn't our preferred way. It's not the government's preferred way for us to gather. But they're doing what they can to make sure that we can gather together soon. Uh, if you don't know this, there are cases that have been spread in churches. Places like in Kentucky 
where the where the governor there was very quick and very proactive. One of the quickest uh, states to tell people to stay home and, and to enact some things. And yet, churches still met, and now there's proof that some of those cases were spread in a church. There's a guy in Rome, Georgia, who said, this was a, over a week ago, a guy in Rome, Georgia, who uh, got sick, went to the hospital, and at that time, they didn't, they didn't even know that this virus was uh, in Georgia, and so they sent him home, and a couple of days later, he, sent, he called him back, and he said, I think I'm dying. And he went back to the hospital, they put him on a ventilator and all that, and he's recovering now. Um, but he said when he got back to the hospital and he was walking to where they were going to put him, um, he was passing fellow choir members from his church. And he, you know, that it was spreading the choir. So those are the types of things we're trying to avoid. I'm not scared. I'm not scared of getting sick. I don't want to get sick. Um, but if I, if something happens to me and I die, I know where I'm going. I, I, it's, Look, I want to take care of Rose and the kids. I want to be here for them. Um, but death is not a sting for me. It is victory. I get to be with Jesus. Um, but I also think that we have to be good stewards of our life and the lives of others. Yeah. And so that is why I want us to take the precautions that the government is telling us to take. So that means that we have a long road ahead of us. Mm -hmm. Things that you don't prefer, it's time to figure them out. We have to. Not be not be for our joy but for the sake of others yes. for the sake of being the church and uh, I'm not saying that all of you have to learn how to use Skype or something like that uh, but you have to pick up a phone you have to call people you have to write letters you have to do something to stay connected to make sure people know that they're loved and uh, this is a new world for all of us I'll pray that when we get through this uh, virus when 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 the worst of it is over and we're able to be together and all of those things, I pray that we can look at one another and say, thank you for being there for me. And I pray that we can, that our community can look to our church and say, thank you for, for doing that. Thank you for doing this. Like Bella and, and the others are doing with the nursing homes. They're serving as hand in hand has served. Yes. And Mr. Jimmy just um, mentioned we're continuing to operate hand in hand so that people who need food will get it. Absolutely. Please pray that we will stay healthy so we can continue to do the ministry work for the Lord. Yes, and I know um, that uh, Ashley Strunk, Jason Edwards, some of our younger members have agreed to help during this time. And so if, if you're willing to help with Hand in Hand, contact Jimmy. They don't need a ton of people, but that is a way to serve Hand in Hand. It is our, our food pantry where we hand out bags of groceries uh, to people in need each week, and we're going to continue to do that because there that is a need right now. Um, but uh, well, I love you guys. Do y'all have any questions? If you have questions about things, then then shoot them at, put them, make a comment. Uh, you can text me. I'll see if uh, I, I know I've missed some uh, some things mm -hmm. here. Mr. Jimmy says yes, yes, yes. Um, uh, we've had a couple of people who've already commented on this and that have said that they want to help in any way they can with hand in hand. Um, you wanna talk about getting outside and exercising yes. too? So mental health is important during this time. And if you have ever studied anything about people who stay indoors or astronauts who have to stay in rooms or uh, you know people who have to stay inside, 
that can lead to some physical unhealthy, physically unhealthy things, but also mentally unhealthy things. And the mental health seems to go faster than the physical health when we're shut indoors. You can go in your yard. The government wants you, they, they want you to keep six feet from other people. And they don't want us to gather in, in groups. But you can go outside. Yesterday, you know, as busy as we are, we stopped at, at 3 o'clock or so. And for two hours, we went out. We went to Midland to a park there where there were other people in the park, but no one was even 100 yards from each other. The park was so big. Uh, go explore. Find places. I, when it's raining, I, I know that that makes things difficult. But on sunny days, uh, find a way to get outside. Go find a stream and just listen to the stream. Uh, I, I know that maybe some of you don't appreciate the outdoors as much as others of us, um, but but you can sit on your back porch. You can play with your kids or if you get to have contact with your grandkids, and I know that, that some of you don't, and I'm really, really sorry about that. Um, but you can play with them. You can. Um, Rose and I are trying to figure this out. I'm, I'm never at home with nothing to do. And... and I've watched probably like five hours of TV this week, and I told Rose, I, I can't do this. I, I don't enjoy TV. we got to find something else to do. Let's read a book together. Let's play a game together. Let's, let's find something. Let me beat Philip at Jeopardy. Yes, that would definitely happen. <laughs> and so we're, we have to be creative. We have to be active. Rose has been exercising in front of the TV. I mean, she does that even when, she's, when we're not confined to our home. But she's been exercising. Um, in the home where sometimes she might go outside but we've been going for walks around town we just keep our distance from people and, and we wave and we're friendly and we're kind but please get your exercise I know some of you have heart issues and things like that stay away from people but you have to get your exercise in so that you're you remain healthy and so we don't want to just talk about spiritual health we also want to talk about mental and physical health mm -hmm. because we're we're a united being right our soul yeah it leaves our body when we die but what happens when Christ returns we're reunited with our body is it that our old body and the way things used to be no but there's something similar and there's something new and I just say that to say that we I'm, I'm one to talk right you guys know I have not been taking care of myself the way I need to but um, we have to take care of ourselves spiritually physically mentally emotionally all those things um, Sandra Johnson asks if we if we if the slaughters go caroling, can we? And Sandra, you have to say COVID caroling. You do not have to say that. <laughs> can other people go too, but go in separate vehicles? I think that would be fine as long as we're standing apart. Uh, so six, each family group at least six feet from one another. But we don't want to get too many people because then parking becomes an issue and other things like that. Um, but yeah, we could maybe we could break up into small groups of less than ten. And you have eat, to ride with your family. Yeah, ride with your family, and even when you get out, the families keep their their distance. Um, and because uh, like us, some of you are taking this very seriously, and then some people feel like we're all overreacting and all that. Um, but that's not a good combination right now. We could cause division and hurt one another's feelings, and so. Uh, we don't want to, if someone doesn't take it seriously and there's someone over here taking it seriously, we don't want them to cross lines. So if well, we do something like that, there needs to be um, some policy in place. Like like Sandra said, take different vehicles and then n groups no larger than 10 
and <laughs> also keeping our distance. Um, and a lot of people probably didn't know that you have an autoimmune disease. Philip looks like a healthy guy, but if he was to catch this virus, it could be very bad for him. But you don't necessarily have to be around Philip. You could give the virus to me, and I could bring it home to Philip. We just have to protect people of all ages and all groups because you don't know whose system is going to um, really have a hard time with this. Yeah. Yeah, and and the, and they like we said, we used to think it was only the elderly and people with autoimmune diseases, and those are the people who are dying, but if you read the reports about what people are going through who really get sick with this, some people show no symptoms, and then other people are having to put, be put on a respirator, and it's hard. Like, the stories are horrible, and doctors who have seen this already, they're the ones who are coming out and saying, this is not the flu. You do not want this. Uh, not only is it way more contagious than the flu and things like that that we've seen, um, the mortality rate is higher from what we know. We don't know who all has had this, uh, but it is a hard thing. So we want to keep each other safe. That's the last I'll say about that. Um, Tanya Stover said, Arkansas Game and Fish Commission waived the need for fishing licenses during spring break to promote people taking advantage of the outdoors. So that would be a great thing to do, to go fishing. Yeah. And I hope they extend that. Mm -hmm. um, it's it, Right now, it's, it's only during spring break, as Tanya said. I hope they extend that. Uh, but get outdoors. Go fishing. You don't have to have a fishing, li fishing license for this coming week. Um, um, Tia says everyone is welcome to come and play with the horses, sheep, or cows at their house at any time. She says she'll let us feed the sheep any day, and they love to have hens sung to them. <laughs> so <laughs> y'all message Tia. Tia. <laughs> um, any other comments? We'll wait for we'll, a second. Cause yeah, I know it, it, it delays, so uh, if we are just sitting here... A little silent, that's why. Are we doing family time tonight since we've done this? I mean, I know we're doing family yeah, time. Yeah, uh, so we probably, I haven't told Rose this, but I was praying last night. And um, so tomorrow, I'm going to take a real day off. I'm very tired. I've been going nonstop for about two weeks. And uh, if you need help, feel free to text message me and email me. Uh, I will say that I'm getting dozens of text messages and emails per day. And so while I'm usually really good about responding to you whenever I do have time and whenever I do sit down at the end of the day or at the end of a meeting or whatever's going on, I'm sure I've missed some. There's just been so many, so I apologize. Um, but so we probably won't do, uh, we, we, we will probably do family time tonight, but not tomorrow night. So Wednesday night, here's what I would like for us to do. Um, I, I would prefer not to do Facebook Live. I would prefer for us to use Zoom. And now, we can record our Zoom conference and then put that on Facebook Live. Um, but there are some benefits to Zoom. One benefit is you guys get the opportunity to talk, not just text. It, like you're adding comments in the comment section now. We appreciate that, but I'd love to hear your voice. So Zoom will allow us to do that. Um, in addition, when we're doing Bible studies, Zoom will allow you to share what is on your screen. So I can put the Bible verses up that I'm reading and share that to you. And rather than seeing my face, you can see the text. So it'd be very similar to being in church on a Sunday morning. And so uh, for right now, we're utilizing Facebook Live because it's the best tool that we are prepared to use. Um, but I do want to uh, get to a point where we can use Zoom and then we can always put that later for people to watch. Another thing, Kenny was talking about music earlier this week, and I just wasn't in a place where I could even discuss what, what the possibilities are there. 
Um, but we're going to figure out some music options. There's a thing on Facebook called Watch Party, and some of you might have used that before, but many of you have not. If you notice, my wife sneezed the correct way into her elbow. Um, but Watch Party is you record things uh, prior. It's not live. You record things prior. So we could record some songs. We could record a, a devotion. We could record announcements. And then put them to be seen sequentially and but we can only watch it once the once our Facebook page hits play and so we could have it pre-recorded and watch it all together at 11 that's an option we're still scrambling to see what the best options are and today is a great day because we're gonna see was it too much for Facebook for all these pastors to be on there uh, are we gonna have to find another tool things like that and so that's where we are right now um, Pam also wanted us to know that um She's in the office at the church in the mornings if anyone needs to call the office. She also has the phone transferred um, to her cell phone, and she can answer it if she's not in the office. And so if y'all need 830, anything... 8.30 to noon. We don't want Pam getting phone calls at 8 p.m. if she doesn't have to. Don't call Pam at midnight. <laughs> 8.30 a.m. to noon if you want to, to uh, call Pam, or even if you call the office in the morning, it will be forwarded to Pam's phone. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's it. Okay, guys, we love you. And uh, just a prayer request. Okay. Ms. Pam Canifax is doing well, um, but we need we do need to continue to pray for her. I know Brooks had his surgery, and I think he's doing well, but we need to be praying for him. And we mentioned Miss Geraldine. Um. So Connie said that she had to have a talk with Brooks about leaving the cows along for a few days. So <laughs> you know how how hard hard that might be for a cattleman. Um, but we've, we've been praying for the Canifaxes and been in touch with Miss Pam through text. Uh, of course, I was there for her surgeries, but um, we've been praying for them, and, and Stuart's still having some health issues, so we need to pray for them. A lot of people in our church family we need to be praying for. We will try to keep you updated through the prayer chain. We will try to make lists um, to put on our website. Uh, by the way, if you don't know about our website, mansfieldfec.com, it's an incredible resource during this time because we're putting our letters that we're mailing to some people and then trying to share through email, Facebook, things like that with other people. We're putting those on there. Uh, there are over 100 sermons, audio sermons, that are already on there. So you can go there and listen to them or use your favorite podcasting app to um, subscribe to the sermons. Uh, you can go and see our, all of our videos. I will be putting this video on Facebook. Now, Facebook sometimes takes down videos. So that might mess with our website a little bit when you're trying to watch videos, uh, but that's okay. We're just thankful that we have a tool like Facebook during these days. And um, it's funny how we were all mad at Facebook for privacy issues, and they still need to be held accountable for those things. But we're very glad to have them in a time like this. And so, um, all right, well, uh, I'm going to say a prayer, and I'm going to pray for those who are suffering in our church family right now. Um, for the, all of us that are uh, going a little stir crazy. And then um, I have a special prayer request. My mom is a nurse. She's the director of nursing in a small hospital here in Arkansas. And we're going to pray for all of our healthcare officials uh, because they are putting their lives on the line right now. And they, they got into this to save lives. They did not necessarily get into this to risk their own life. And yet that's exactly what many of them are doing. And so let's pray for them. Lord, we love you. And I just pray that you would be with uh, 
people in our church family who are physically suffering right now, um, Pam recovering, Stuart, uh, Miss Geraldine, Brooks, and, 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 and others who are have poor health or just had surgery or whatever the case might have been might, might be but we just pray for that we pray um, for people who live by themselves right now we pray that you would give them peace that they would be in contact with people and that they would um, make phone calls that they wouldn't re wait for people to reach out to them uh, that they would reach out to others um, and then for those of us who do get to live with other people right now I pray that we would be mindful and reach out to those who live by themselves. Lord, I pray that you would um, be with my mom, keep her safe, help her to do good work. I thank you that she has dedicated her whole life to being a nurse and to serving others. And there are so many healthcare officials out there right now who do that. We have nurses and former nurses in our church. Um, we, I had a good conversation with uh, my doctor this week. I just pray that you would keep them safe. I pray that you would be with uh, Italy right now, which it's been bad there for a while, and yesterday was their worst day. They had the most deaths yesterday. Lord, those doctors are having to make decisions as if they're a medic on a battlefield, choosing which patients to treat and which ones not to. And God, we just come to you and we, we ask you, where, where are you in this, Lord? Be there. Show your glory. Um, Lord, answer their calls of prayer. Answer their cries to you and help them. We know that you are right there. We know that you love them. We know that one day we'll be able to look at this and see how you were working in all of it and that you were so good. But right now, from our human perspective, we, we, we can't see you. We need you. Show yourself. Reveal yourself in this and, and heal these people who need you. And Lord, use this to spiritually speak to so many hearts. Help us, help this to turn us down the right path to be the people that you have called us to be. If we don't have a relationship with you, we pray that you would save those people. If we have a relationship with you, we pray that we would live our lives in a way that is honoring and glorifying you. God, we miss our church family. We want to see them. We want to give them a hug. We want to shake their hands. We long for that day. And until then, help us to be smart. Help us to listen to the governing officials and those who are giving us advice. And then when it's time to be back together, let us rejoice. Mm -hmm. Let us have a big party like when the prodigal son came home. Lord, help us to enjoy life together. And I pray that you would teach us some things about enjoying life during these days. Uh, Lord, we pray for those who are suffering emotionally, Lord, and mentally, that this can be a very hard time for people that are suffering through those things. Lord, we pray. Uh, Lord, friends have reached out to us this week. Um, with, with mental health concerns, and we just pray that you would help them during these days. Uh, give them just sparks of ideas of, about what they can do to help their mental health, to help their physical health. And Lord, I pray that we would all reach out to one another when we need one another, that we, we can't know the needs if we don't reach out. So help us to be bold and ask for help when we need it. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey guys, the motto of our church, like on our logo, Mansfield FBC, get connected. So technologically, we got to get connected right now. We've, we've got to um, meet each other where we are in a sense of physical distancing and uh, through technology. Write those letters, make those phone calls, 
uh, send emails, get, use, utilize social media and other platforms right now to let each other know that you care about each other. We love you. We'll see you guys later.